Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Joe Thunder back once again with another episode of the Smoking Joe Thunder podcast. Bringing you the latest and greatest in hip hop, cannabis, and all that underground shit, all that good shit. Real quick, shout out to Be Good, you know what I mean? Shouting them out. And um, real quick, we are looking for a cannabis sponsor. So if you're a dispensary out there, you know anyone who's into cannabis and they want to donate some product to the, you know, Podcast. Smoking Joe, man, yeah. donate. We could definitely use it and shout you out and do some good stuff. We could work and build together. We got a fucking banger for you today, man. This cat's been on the podcast before, but I think it got lost in the mix when we moved, man. But this cat is a hip hop, not even historian, but he's lived this shit and lived it pretty fucking crazy, man. <laughs> Just what we've talked about so far has my mind spinning, man, because. We're going to get down with it. We got Bumpy Chill in the building. Ow. How you doing, brother? Ruffian squad in the mood now, man. We- it's been a minute, huh? It's yeah. been a minute, man. It's been, what, like almost two years? Because we're going yeah, on three years damn. here November 20th. We will be... It's your third year, huh? Third yeah. year, bro. Since Souls of the Rockies, damn near. Yeah. So, I mean, you were definitely within that first year. Man, it's not... But first off, if these cats don't know, man, tell them who you are, what you do, you know what I mean? Where you from? Man, the name is Bump Chill, born in Cheyenne, Wyoming, moved over here to Denver, Colorado, back and forth from New York since 85, keeping it live, and of course, Dayton, Ohio, because some of my family's out there also. And we've been holding Colorado down for a long time, Ruffian Squad, JBC crew, um, me and Jam X throwing some of the dopest parties for you, uh, introducing you all to Mr. To, uh, Mixmaster Mike, rest your soul. Uh, introduced to you a lot, a, a, a lot of hip hop, right. a lot of hip hop in the city. Shout out to my man Dentrox, free my man, uh, free my man, uh, 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 voice the great, my man Red. Y'all know what it is. All right, all right. Hey, how did you kind of get into hip hop, man? What kind of did you start rapping right away, or man, I was six years old, right? So crazy. So this is when the B-O-Y-Z's is big, the generics are big at the time as gangs in New York or whatever. Big John is mixing at Norman's with Al okay. Your Pal. Uh, and were those cats older than you? Were you like the freshmen and they were like the senior type deal yeah. or were they even a little older? Those were our OGs, uh, Little Ricky, uh, the mix and midget as they used to call them. Shout uh, out, shout out. Reg, Thomas Doby, uh Everybody was pop locking real heavy. Studio Seven type stuff was going on, and um, man, I was a young age, and I don't remember even how they allowed me to do this. I ended up in Norman's. And were you under twenty one? I take it, or under 18? I was under ten. Under ten. <laughs> I got in Norman. Norman's, and that's how you know. I'm like, yo, what the, how the hell did I pull that off with right. mom and all that? So I went out. Pulled the honey or two. Shout out to my man, Steve Hill. That's my big brother, my babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> and my cousin, Jam. Hey, if I take you Jam. out, that means I got to come home and I might be the female. <laughs> yeah. And I was pulling him and he couldn't that night for some reason. Oh, it was nuts. shit. It was like, yo. So this is back when we was doing the WAP and shit. For right? real. I remember that shit. Back in 86, yeah. 87, a little That's younger. You, yeah. A little, a little earlier. 84. I think, yeah. So... We're doing that. We get inspired. Uh, Jam has a record player in the house. Right. Um, we start looking around. We want to throw a, 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 a breakdance battle and an MC battle. It just was intriguing us. And so I said, well, let's get some, some uh, we need prizes. So we start looking around the house for prizes. He took one of his Prince albums. Uh, we had an old trophy for bowling, I think he right. had. Uh, <laughs> That's funny, dog. Then we go into the dumpster, the same dumpster you see on Souls of the Rockies, me and Musa. Um, we crawl into the dumpster and pull out this little kid's record player. Now, so funny, Musa didn't record the second part. He got in there too soon. Um, he said, I wonder if someone is in there right now. He crawls in that same dumpster. You ask him when you see him. He pulls out this. He pulls out a record player, the same type that we had back That's in the day. I said, "This is nuts." So me, uh, my man Jamik, Tony West, Chaka, um, uh, 
TJ. Were you guys all from the same, same neighborhood? All from Garden Court, right? Kensington. And tell them where that is it. real quick. Kensington is off of 1150 Syracuse. So the ready room is right across the street. So kind of Koufax and mm-hmm. Syracuse right there by the Dairy Queen. Exactly. Used to be families. Sub center, right? Be Compton Mart there too back in the day. Yeah. Not even back in the day, but you know. We all walked to the yellow front and uh Dang Yellow Front's old school, bro. Man, my 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 people, the Fishers, uh Don Blas, shout out. They were across the street on Rosemary. Okay. Yeah, shout out Don Blas. OG. Big up Quinn, all the, all your brothers, all that stuff, right? Um Phil, Danny, me and Danny used to play for the Montbello Falcons. Shout out to all the Montbello Falcons. Uh just seeing the twins at the funeral the other day. Shout out to you all. So we would go over there. We would, um, uh, or I'm sorry, we we were at the breakdance battle. So we we would uh, breakdance, and we decided to do a competition. So this is the first time we're doing a competition, and he digs in that trash can, pulls out a turntable that pulls back because it's the little kids one. Right. Then he had his mom's. So we put those on the balcony, first floor. He's mixing back and forth. Whole neighborhood comes over there. First thing we do is we start breakdancing against each other. Uh, my crew is losing. I jump in the air, do a suicide, and fall like this on the ground. <laughs> they like, oh, I'm jacked up, and then I just point. <laughs> <laughs> so they like, yo, he got, he got heart. But then the rap battle starts. And so I had been writing my rhymes. My man Dent got my first raps mm-hmm. in a Tupperware bowl. Okay. I gave it to him. I said, you start from these. Right. It's my first rap to the battle raps. So he can hone his skill. So anyway, we're battling. And I'm battling this dude, Sexomatic. Shout out to my man, Sexomatic. He like, I'm Sexomatic. I'm... You know, he, yeah. he 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 got red hair and all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Looking like red hair kingpin. Yeah, I'm like, this is nuts. My first rap that I wrote ever, I, I it was a term called taxing. Mm-hmm. So I was calling myself Uncle Sam. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm Uncle Sam and I'm ready to jam. And now you know my name. I'm going to teach you my game. My rules are great. My rules are good. My rules are always understood. I'm going to rock. This crowd in a vicious way. That's the only reason that I'm here to A. Now, sex somatic, you're full of static. As far as I'm concerned, you could live in the attic. They was all living in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> like a monster. Yeah, we in the 80s. So, you know, we I'm thinking I'm jamming, and I was for that age. Then I start popping. Because back then we did everything yeah. until you figured out what you really wanted to do. After we're popping and stuff like that, we form a crew. The different crews from the neighborhood that battled, form a crew, get together. Um, it ends up being me, my man Jameek, who we call Tech, uh, in Park Hill. Um, does his own thing now, like tells Park Hill stories. To, like he talks about the DJ Quick story, him and Big Loke and company, all, all the homies from Park Hill. Um, it's me, him. It's Michelle LaBelle. Um, it's Jam X. It's Grasher who was doing Tech Nine's uh, sound systems. And if okay. you go to Arizona right now, he's going to be probably the one who runs your sound. Okay. Great sound engineer. Uh, he's our beatbox Wiz, Tony Wiz, who was Michelle DeBell's brother, uh, was our other beatbox. We had two beatboxes. And then it was me and Jam. At the time, Jam was the best MC from us. Okay. Then it became Michelle. She took over. Then it was tech. I used to stop rapping if you cut the light on. I was the wackest. <laughs> For some reason, something clicked mm-hmm. in in the in the mid '80s, and then I I became a monster. I just started. I was thinking of stuff that was different. I was gravitating to punchlines that no one had. Right, coming up with the new shit. Mm-hmm. And so. Me and guys like Don Blas, um, uh, Kingdom, uh, who was dope back then? Eminem, um, uh, who ran with Day Day, um, the singer. Um, it, it, it just, uh, 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 BMW, Brothers Most Wanted, you know, you had different, my man Rob, uh, Mac and D. Mm-hmm. 
Mac and D was probably the dopest MCs at that time. Of course, uh, Brother Jeff, Sir Jam, Ricky Springs, Reg, uh, all them do Star Child. Star Child. And what year is this again? This is like the 80s. This is... Maybe so 84, 85, 86, maybe. These dudes is, you know, we start to come into our own. We start to hone the skills. It was kind of like a little mini New York, right? Basically. Uh, Don Blas was called Joker Jam. He was Joker Jam, remember? Jose, his right hand. Philitious, uh, which was Sandman. Thomas Dobie. It, it, it just, Colorado was a, everybody was a dope rapper. Right. At the time that was rapping. And you had enough of us where it, there was a big audience for everybody. And so, remember the uh, Rocksteady crew came. Right. When the Civic Center's first being built. So it's just a big construction. We're in there. Uh, we do a little something on one of the stages. You got a bunch of break dancers and all that coming in. Um, uh, what's my, what's the crew? Over here, the breakdance crew. Um, either LOF. Lords of, yeah, Lords of Finesse. Yes. So they get up there, they doing their thing. Like, oh, look at it. Look. Uh, what's, what's, um, what's, my, what's my little dude that used to be from Lords of Finesse? I just know Chones and, and Chones and Fiends. Fiends, my little brother Chones and Fiends. But no, there's a breakdancer <laughs> from them that was ridiculous. And he used to be Seymour. Got you. Seymour. Oh, the cat from New York, right? Seymour. Because he's in the video. Well, Gremlin. Or Gremlin. That's Gremlin. Okay. Gremlin was dope. Right. Seymour. Seymour would go to Studio 7 and do stuff that was so incredible. And he's from here? Seymour, as far as I know, Seymour's from here. Seymour would do stuff, and after he would do it, your whole project would talk about it, right? So Garden Court right. would talk about it. The East Side would talk about it. The everywhere we talk about little hood star. That's how we knew how Seymour was dope like that. <laughs> so ridiculous. And then um, I ended up uh, meeting Big John. Right. You know, at Norman's. Big and John took real a quick. Like, tell me where Norman's was. Do you remember the streets? Absolutely. Uh, not the exact street, but if you go off of uh, Havana, okay. right before it turns into Hampton, I think that is. Okay. Okay. There's a side street. Uh-huh. I know what you're talking about. Those, and they're almost, I think it's like some furniture or something or paint, whatever, over there. Michael's something. It's almost like, like Jewel in Havana, huh? Uh, right when it starts going? Yeah, yeah, right over there. And I think, because uh, remember the radio station used to be right over yeah. there. And now it's like a, a car wash is over there. Right after the car wash, you see like a set of uh, buildings. Normans and all that is right there. I want to say the um, back in the day, the student loan place used to be there. Yeah, because it used to be scooters. Yeah. Then they start calling it Normans. Gotcha. And there was a 7-Eleven across the street, which is now, I think, like an Ethiopian uh, plaza or something like that. So all that's right there. Um, man, we would go over there. It would be so packed. Uh, Ricky Love, the mixing midget is what he called himself. He had come off of KDKO. The thing was the Jerry Curl, so everybody, everybody the Jerry curl. curl was fly. Like Kango Kid. <laughs> One day, uh, Mixmaster Ice comes down there, too. I'm like, oh, man, this is nuts from UTFO. Yeah, and we were talking about that. Like, Man, he's like one of my favorite hip-hop rap DJs of all time. Mixmaster Ice made you want to be a DJ. Exactly, bro. And then, like I said, when he dressed up as a ninja... You were just like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, this cat like, is ridiculous. Yeah, like, this is wild. And he, he had really, skills. He like, really he wasn't wild. on the wheels of steel. Ah, bro. <laughs> Salute. Salute. I keep saying I'm going to tag, tag you in this one for sure. Man, Mixmaster the Ice was unbelievable. So, Big John was close with them, you know? And one day, Big John picks me up, takes me to, uh, a, I think it was a manual Thunderbolt game. Okay. We're watching uh, Chucky Sprawlins. Chucky, Chucky was his man, you know. Um, so Chucky and John, he like, yo, this is my man, Kango Kid. I'm like, I look over, and you're like, yeah, you're like, what? Because this is back in the day. Like, yeah. shit like that didn't happen back in the day. Nah, I'm just watching your video. It did, but <laughs> we just was watching Roxanne, Roxanne. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so 
He introduces me, and then Mixmaster Ice is there with us the whole time, too. And Kango, you know, on the video, you're just thinking he's a regular cat. You see him in person, he looked like a bodybuilder. Right. Like, way, like... Like, he, he yoked. Yeah, I'm like... And this is in Denver, right? Yeah, we out here, so... He, we do that, and then um, real quick, was it like the studio? Was it like just the restaurant? Was it just the homies? We had a basketball game. Oh, at a basketball game. Yeah, we watching Chucky. E. So we got play. we got UTFO at a basketball at game. Fucking Manual High School basketball game. Watching Chucky, Doc I or fucking Mixmaster Ice. Mixmaster Ice, Kango Kid. Kid, Big John. Big John run music right now. That sounds crazy, so, don't it? No, but. He do the publishing for Beyonce, Jay-Z, Drake, AZ. The list goes on. Ridiculous. Yeah. He runs Sony. Damn near. So, one of the most powerful, if not the, in music right now. So me and John is there. They come by the house. We go by Jam's house. Uh, Ice is, uh, I think Jam was asking him about scratching a little bit. How is how's he getting it? Yeah. You know, because that was the new thing starting to come around with that. And so he showing him a little something on the turntables. And then uh, um, Kango was teaching me about bars. He giving me some information that I, I was like, oh, so that's how you, you know what I'm yeah, saying? just giving you some pointers and shit. Yeah. And Kango, if y'all don't know, he's responsible. You know, he did UTFO. He did Whistle. Right. We call whistle, and this is true. We'd love to do the things that you're not supposed to do. All that extra, right? So, so they're LB boys too. That's yes. how they started out, breakers and poppers, right? Yes. So when you go back and watch the Houdini video, is him and is him and Doctor Ice, right? And Jermaine Dupree, right? Break dancing. Were they cousins or like little brothers? I just think I know they, they're related. Yeah, I'm not sure. Exactly. I want to say maybe like Doc Ice is one of their brothers type shit from Houdini. Probably, probably, and I then could be wrong. But Kangles from Haiti, he's Haitian. All Haitians got that that look. Just about all of y'all got that look. <laughs> they got a certain face. He he looked like Jean Pascal. Jean Pascal looks at the boxer, mm -hmm. and he looked like. <laughs> so all my Haitian brothers, they got a certain look. You know, if they from Haiti, usually so. They doing their thing, um, and we're just intrigued, you know. I, like one of my first uh, favorite rap groups was Houdini, um, Ultra or them, uh, Ultra Magnetic. Um, like we said, the Fat Boys. Yeah, Fat Boys was like, man, can you feel it? Was, and people don't understand that. Like you, we we talk about all these other rappers. Uh, in the eighties, LL Cool J was the best MC. He was the best solo was the braggadocio best. Was the best. MC. Yeah. Period. I, I, could, I could agree with that. And and Tila Rock was one of my favorites, too. And I listened to Tila Rock and Mantronics most of the time. But Mantronics was some shit. Yeah. Mantronics was maybe the greatest. I love that song. I, don't, I can't remember the name of the song, but you know what I'm talking about. Which That's, one? Scream? Uh, hit that whole that album. The popular one. Like, I was in middle school. Cause, cause, kind of the first, some of the, so I heard the early shit like I was telling you, like the Boogie Boys and UTFO, and Houdini, and then you had like your little Run DMC stage and the Beastie Boys, but then I had a stage like Kumo D, and Skinny Boys and Mantronics, man, yeah. and like fucking that shit was like just Skinny eye Boys, Human Jock Box, right. ridiculous, and and the 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 age of the beatbox gave way to the way to the age of the DJ. And so when you had those those different producers that no one talks about as if, you know, like Mantronics, he's why you have techno, right. damn near. Pretty much. Um, You said Curtis Blow was making all the Fat Boys beats? Curtis like, Blow was killing the game. Jailhouse Rock? Yeah. That beat is ridiculous. Like you said, can you feel me? Don't you dog me? That shit Don't is some- Don't you dog me. Oh, oh, oh. That shit is hard, bro. I'm telling you. These motherfuckers don't know what they missing. Don't you dog. Y'all don't listen to none of that because it, it doesn't feel the same to you. For us, that was the greatest thing ever. It was. I was a little shorty. Yeah. Run DMC. Rock boxer come on. The rhymes that I say, sharp as can nail, pretty as can be and not for sale. Always fucking fresh, could never be stale. Took a test to become an MC and didn't fail. I, you know what I'm saying? Them uh. joints was... Yo, and the beats for that time, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Hey, 
let me ask you, why was UTFO coming out here? Do you know? Well, they were connected with Big John. And he was just bringing them out? He, yeah, I think essentially. I don't know his initial connection because it could have been through Al Yapow. Shout out to Al Yapow, my other, the DJ that used to ride with him. You, you, I can't remember everybody. Sorry, bro, because you, you're skipping my mind. But they, um, uh, they were so connected with New York and... John was connected with a particular record store in New York. He would get all their vinyl, yep. and then they would want to see who's playing what, and they would connect with John. John became... Remember, Big John does uh, I know Scott LaRock, the man, in his music. Like I know what you're talking about, because I used to order records from him, too. It was like upstairs or downstairs upstairs. records. Yeah. And they would you could COD it for like $10, yes. so you could get $100 worth of records, and like they have everything on fucking record, everything. And even records with like... Three Slick Rick songs and two Dougie Fresh songs for like five bucks. But literally, you would order that shit, it'd be in there 24 hours, and you only pay $10 more. I just do the same shit in college. Yes. And you become a part of their DJ pool, and you wouldn't want for anything. So he's telling us about that. Jam is getting on game. This is how Jam is starting to get all the music before anybody else. Right. So why Big John always had the new stuff, and you were here in Colorado. You didn't get a chance to get it yet. So... The only other way you could find out would be to go out there. Mm -hmm. But back to the UTFO, he was connected with them. In fact, for those of you who haven't seen Souls of the Rockies, the movie, go see it. Um, he tells you about somebody dying at the Paul Beck Center. So I'm going to tell the story briefly. A fight starts out um, with some guys. Some of my partners are involved. I snatched them out of the way. Um a few blows and then they're not bothering us but they push a bunch of people into a back room when the people come out of the back room and everybody knows hollywood peanut etc so peanut's neck is slit um while that's happening big john and mixed master ice are behind the dj booth we're trying to get behind the dj booth other people are scared because they're shooting we're not used to that at the time. Right, right. This is the very first flight for life, by the way. So they brush um, uh, Peanut out of that room. He's on a table. I'm holding his neck together. I have to go to the bathroom. I come out the bathroom. He passes. So during that, that's the death that Big John is talking about on that movie. Um, during that time, though, John is bringing out Mixmaster Ice. So we're getting a steady flow of UTFO coming to Colorado because they got a connection. Right. Um, Masters of Ceremony was coming out here. In fact, I, I didn't know my man Jeff used to DJ for them. And so Grand Poobah and them was out here when he wasn't fresh to anybody yet. Right. <laughs> Which is crazy too. Um, but they're coming. Salt and Pepper's coming often. Uh we had the crush on Salt and Pepper and Spinderella. Spinderella so, was the finest one out of all of them. Yeah, we was like, yo. She's and bad. Salt was my favorite. I was, I, I, I remember the concert. It's them, Public Enemy, uh, and a few other people. I grabbed Ice her Cube. hand. Big Daddy came. No, yep. Cube didn't come with that one. Uh, Cube came after. That was so after the NWA one? beef. Yeah. yeah, okay. I grabbed her hand and tried to pull her off the stage. <laughs> She's like, let go, cutie. It smacks me. I'm like, yeah. Her jam is laughing at me. During that concert, the Crips and Blood start fighting. Public enemies like, put the light on them. Put the light on them right there. He said, y'all see yourself right now? Sing it for them. Self-destruct. So we all start singing self-destruction. They stop fighting God and damn. walk out the building. <laughs> Yo, this was at McNichols or what? Yes. Back in the day, man. So um, just real moments in hip-hop, you know? You have many of them. Yo. I meet Ice-T. Ice-T, um, we go to his concert. First, he throws a bowl of confetti. You know, you're thinking it's going to be Kool-Aid or something. Then later, he says the same thing. Y'all really want some ice? Mm -hmm. Y'all want some ice tea? They, we like, yeah! He really <laughs> throw a whole bowl of ice on us. Oh, motherfuckers, huh? He like, y'all asked for it. It goes right in the, squeeze the trigger. You know what I'm saying? Ice-T, one of my favorites in the game at the time. When I heard his... um album for the first time man it was another you know what i mean pusha Oof. and even the one i don't know the one before that you know the one where he has they're like in the car i'm your chick. mother i'm your daddy i'm that ice t was see and this is the stuff 
Y'all don't know. Ice T was he was the dopest MC for a while. For a while. He was. Um when we seen Big Daddy Kane appear in his video on the pusher joint, just walking in the booth, we was like, yo, that's Kane. You know what I'm saying? This is when hip hop is still fresh and new. When the MC is still a prominent figure in your mind, not just somebody who's repeating stuff for, you know what I'm saying? A stilo rapper. Right. A stilo rappers. Um, but anyway, that's the connection for UTFO out here. Um, they've been out here coming down here for a while. For a minute. It sounds like a lot of people have been here that we haven't known about. You, you mentioned, when we know about UTFO, you said brand new being. Brand new being. My man. Uh, and who was the third one? There was even a third one you said. I'm uh, who, who did I say? You know I used to prize fight. I'd be forgetting stuff. <laughs> I'm bad with memory. Um, UTFO. Oh, Salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper, yeah. He would bring them out often. So we really got to, you know what I'm saying? We really got to rub elbows a little bit with uh, that whole Herbie love bug kind of wave. Like, yeah. yeah, when Kid and Play was, you know what I'm saying? Before Kid and Play, but when Kid and Play came out, we like, yo, this, this is just dope. Mm-hmm. Because their beats were so unique at the time. This is when you remember when rappers never sounded like each other, right? <laughs> for real, never sounded like each other. This this was the appeal for us because I mean, think about how many different sounds you had. You had mm-hmm. getting funky with kid and play, my way with kid and play. Um, oh, what else did we have? We had the whole salt and pepper movement. We had, uh, and this is just Herbie doing his stuff. Then we had Special Ed. Shit, it goes on and on. You got yeah. Ed OG. I'm trying to figure out. Three times dope. Three times. They come a little later, yeah. That Philly sound. Steady B. Mm-hmm. Cool C. Remember when his song would play on the fucking box like 20 times yeah. in a row? Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, Tough Crew. Um, it started getting deep here. Why don't you, why don't you think, <laughs> like... I want to ask, why do you think, like, they never, how do I explain that? Were they taking anyone to New York? Were they, did they see any, like, prospects, you know what I mean, besides yourself, as well, far as, like, putting people on? Because they were always here. They would look for, like, they weren't really looking for a lot of, like, Kango would, mm-hmm. because Kango is responsible for a lot of groups. He did a lot of ghost writing that a lot of people don't know about, um, and he was... He's very musical, like played, you know, got, he got busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, they just, I think they found a new place to hang out. Um, right, you were talking about messages. the Boogie Boys. Yeah. You know, and the Boogie Boys being connected to a female here. Mm-hmm. You know, Colorado had some honeys. Still sure. got honeys. Yeah, those Mexican chicks. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have, you know. Yeah, because it's Puerto Rican now, New York. And it's it, different. That's It's... It, 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 it's it's not the same, but it's you know what I mean. It's a different, whole different flavor. Yeah, the vibe and, and is people, different. The, yeah, the vibe's way different. The and the living, like how you live, mm-hmm. is totally and from the '90s here to the '90s out there or '80s, it's totally different. It's like a whole nother world. So I went to New York in '85. That's what I was about to ask you. How did you get your foot in the door and make your way to New York? My mother married uh, a gentleman from Long Island, and. We shot out there in 85. It's so crazy when I go out there. Rakim is, a, we're in Long Island and Hempstead. Rakim was on the block mm-hmm. running around. Like, oh, you got the new single? We like, what new single? Because I'm, I'm oblivious at yeah. the time. Oh, you the little rapper dude from Colorado. <laughs> so they play his joint. I'm like, oh, check out my melody. That's kind of that's right. dope right there, right? Another cat named Michael who was out there and he was he was he was getting money we'll say that right at a young age cuz I'm 10 years old he like my age he getting money damn i come i come home maybe 3 4 years after he lives out here i said i said mike what you doing out here he said yo i, I moved out here you t- you said it was cool out here right and he asking me about spot cuz we going we going to, I'm for maybe 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the Royal Mall. And he like, yo, what's the cool spots out here? And I'm, you know, I'm telling him. But I'm thinking to myself, 
the hell did you just up and move? You only 15, maybe, dog. You had a crib out here and everything? Or what? <laughs> so crack was a big thing, you know, back in the day. That's, 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 a, that's a crazy story. If, if, uh, if I see Mike, I'm going to tell him come holler at you. Because mm-hmm. it'd be real interesting to find out how he moved out here in that fashion from what he told me and I'm like this is you know this is nuts but um oh what else were we talking about we um we moved from the JVC crew which uh-huh. was me and my my peeps um and we we start to do like solo projects me and Jam started we we start calling ourselves two on the cable two is on the cable uh cuz we seen a gold chain and it had like two pieces I can't remember why we uh, right. fully came but that was the, the the thing and so we started doing it and he was like yo I'm gonna step off the MC thing cause you seem to have it down my other partner Tech started to gravitate towards the gang more and so he stopped MCing um, Michelle she stopped MCing because of the church Right. mom was saying it was the devil's music her dad and all that so um, she didn't progress with it Still one of the dopest. She was dope. And she went on to do other stuff with E-40 and them later. So she, she's been dope for a long time. She just... Had to find her nature, find her... Her mind for the church thing and what she was being fed at the time stopped her from going deep into the music. Her brother Tony passed away. I told you my man Grasher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he got into a heavy from beatboxing to production and sound. Um... So that me and Jam was just pushing. And then, uh, and Chaka, my cousin Chaka, he was dancing and he used to dance for Rob Bass and uh, another group in Jersey. He was in Camden, uh, New Jersey, a group called Utah Penis and Balls. We'll, yeah, we'll say it like that. So we end up dance battling. My man Shorty and Mafia used to dance battle out here. They was known for killing dudes. Right. Chaka ends up taking him out one night when he gets down here. <laughs> so he wins, and me and Jam go on to, we was dancing against my man Cedric and, and Devon, or, or Cedric and D, we'll say D, because I can't remember how to say his name. And we beat them at a at TC Rads okay. in a dance battle back in the day. And, we, and we're starting to just dance and rap battle. I go to KDKO, shout out to my man Kwame and brother Jeff. I go in. It's like 28 rappers. The last dude starts biting Cool G Raps stuff right. from men at work. They have like a little battle at the, at the radio station or what? We're battling downtown off Welton Street okay. during, five, uh, during the um, Juneteenth? Juneteenth festival. And everybody can see. So I beat like 28 dudes. Damn. And... We we was just on Brother Jeff's show talking about it the other day. They like, remember when you I'm like, Yeah, that was that was a long day. <laughs> I bet. Shit. So I got the trophy still at the crib. And then um we're going through stuff like that until we get to the world supremacy battle. Right. So we get to the world supremacy battle the first year ninety one that I go. Um, I think Miz just won the year before. Miz in uh what's This is in New York, right? Uh huh. Fresh Cole. Remember MC Fresh Cole? I don't, bro. Fresh Cole, uh, Fresh Cole did like one video, and then there was DJ Miz. Okay. So there was the battle with Jazzy Jeff, DJ Miz, who beat Jazzy Jeff, Joe Cooley, uh, from Rodney Owen, Joe Cooley, um, and uh, about four other DJs. That's really dope. Miz wins. Okay. <laughs> so after Miz wins, that's when we had that DJ beef popping off where... Joe Cooley and Rodney O come out here. I bet you'll think Jazzy Jeff is the best DJ in the world. <laughs> so they, he's a, all that extra. Um, then my man uh, Scratch wins the world supremacy like twice or something. He he wins the DJ battle like twice. Um, first year I go, I lose. Lose first round. To, You're like, um, that's some bullshit, right? Yeah, I'm like, nah. Who did you battle? Uh, the cat uh, from Write On Magazine. He was the writer for Write On Magazine, one of them dudes. I think he, and he was in, what what group was he in? Mad Live or something like that. I can't remember. Ski or something. There's no way he got you. No. Shout out to you, though. You the homie. 
Supernatural went in there and ate him up the next round. Oh, for real. Supernatural yes. goes on to eat everybody up except for Mad Skills. Mad Skills is eating up the other side of the board. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then Mad Skills and Supernat battle to a standstill, and they both get record deals. But Nat takes the demo deal. Uh, Skills takes the publishing and writing deal, and he ends up writing a lot of Puffy stuff. Right, right. And some other ghost writing stuff. Who won the battle, or was it a, was it was a, a draw? It was a draw. They both yeah, won. It was a draw. It, it kept coming out that Nat won, but it was a draw. In your opinion, who won? In my opinion... Because those are two dope fucking MCs, bro. Like, it was a draw, because he, this is how it went down, right? Tell us. And a matter of fact, he does have that part up still on video. <coughs> he, he just don't show my my battle. We'll, we'll get into that after. Shaquan, this show the goddamn tape, man. Stop playing. <laughs> so, uh, what happens is the first round, uh, Nat spits a rhyme and he starts doing that where he's underwater. Uh -huh. Crowd is going nuts. Skills is rapping, dissing him, talking about he big boned it and. Using some punchline stuff, which was clean. It was hot enough, right. but Nat got that first one. Second round, they go, and uh, uh, Nat, uh, Nat did something. He started grabbing people's stuff, started rapping about yeah. the stuff in the crowd. Okay, okay. Skills does the same thing, puts a couple twists on it, and his, his punchlines was a little heavier. So it was like, Okay, that, that that was a draw round. Last round Nat goes, but then Skills goes. And when Skills goes, he 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 gets busy. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they did two extra rounds before Dre was like, Man, y'all pick one. Pick pick one or, or call it a draw. We have two winners. They was like, Yeah, we have two winners. So one got the demo deal, one got the other one. Uh one got the ring, the other got the jacket and uh they didn't do the belt. They didn't do the belt. But uh, one of them got the, I think Nat got the ring. So it, was, it, it made out well. Right. They did, they did good. They yeah. prospered. And so I was trying to save myself for the next rounds. I was like, all right, when I come up here next year, because mm -hmm. I'm going to make it next year, I'm going to kill you all from the door. So you have to be selected by Clark. That's what I was going to ask. What was the process yeah. of getting into the, the, the battle? You have to be selected by Clark Kent Oof, and other that's, rappers that's rough too, to be the best 16 in the world. Everybody's sending their video. So the next year, I send my video, and I'm like, I'm telling Jam, I'm like, we're going up there. I'm cleaning everybody out. Cleaning house. Yeah, we... <laughs> We about to rep Colorado right now. So we go in there. Uh, Jam is in the DJ battle. He uh, he loses the rectangle. Out Ooh, the that's a tough one because rectangle is dope as fuck, bro. <laughs> the only reason why he lost to rectangle, mm -hmm. because Jam was doing, if Jam's sound would have matched what he was doing, mm -hmm. rectangle loses. <laughs> Jam's record jumped and skipped. And so Bastard. it never sounded like anything. But he climbed up on the turntables. He did his back on it. Then he put one foot on it. Then he put the other foot on it and stopped it. So he was like, oh, but it wasn't enough because Rectangle just stood there back and forth and the sound matched right. what was going on. So he loses first round. I go, me and most death match up in the first round. Okay. First, my partner, American Dread, shout out to you. Him and Chino Excel battle. He Damn. takes out Chino Excel in the first round. Uh, Chino's mad. <laughs> I bet he's furious. <laughs> but what was you going to do? Now, Mad Skills had beat American Dread in the second round of their battle in 91. So American Dread came to get busy, too. So, you know, we, we like, yeah, we're going to meet up and get busy. We thinking. I beat most deaths as a dope rhyme, and they going crazy. So I'm like, all right, bet. I got to bring it right away. Yeah, I'm about to get at you right now. And so I, I get him, and then I used his punchline at the end because he was talking about something about a yoke beater. I was, I, I just flipped it on him. Right. I said, you beg, scramble your egg like a yoke beater. Ah! And I turned handicap and all that in the rap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Transformed back. Oh, oh, ah! 
back to chill, playing off the Decepticon thing. Cause so when was, you're battling, you're coming with that kind of complex style, like different, I call it styles and inside of styles. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you there was two things back in the day that's different from battle rap now. Right. Battle rap now is gun bars and talking shit. And it's dope, but that's what it is. And it's a play on the words in your real life. They done looked up something about your family or something stupid, right? right. Back in the day, we didn't know who we was going to get, and it's random. And you had to do it over a beat because the idea was, can he rap dope enough to make a song? So we're spitting the flow, dissing, punchlines, but... Can he sound good? Does he sound good over the beat? Right. Everything I was doing over the beat was just... Just matching up. Just fucking blending like fucking peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, and I'm punchlining. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you get, and, and that's what you have to be. Now it's different, you know. I like it better with the beats, I'd have to say. I like both. Like uh, the new rap, like Arsenal and Company, Cassidy... You know, Cassidy was out here too with Carmelo Anthony. Mm -hmm. We chopped up. I like it both ways. Mook and them and those MCs are dope. So I don't like to take away from what they do. Right, right. Um, but they uh to battle back then to you know, you gotta be able to also make a record. For sure. They can't do it. So who'd you go after you beat most deaf? Who's in the second round? Uh Gravity. Dude named Gravity, who was with Judgmental, the winner. And uh, he was from Chicago. Gravity was dope. And I think he he's from uh, Royce the Five Nine and them crew. Because I met up with Eminem's man and them down there um, from Detroit. And uh, it, it um, Gravity was dope. But he wasn't even close. Even... He wasn't even close. He, <laughs> he wasn't even... It it didn't matter who it was that night. I was going to go till they said I had a record deal. So they announced after the gravity ba battle, mm -hmm. he got a record deal. And they said, oh, he got three of them. So I was like, all right, take my foot off the gas. Because the winner of the World Supremacy always makes a whack album. So the year Tretch was in it, uh -huh. everybody but Fresh Co. that signed. Kind of blew up. Yeah. Who else was in there? Do you know? can't remember you have to go back and look go look up new uh new music seminar world supremacy battles clark kent is um, any of this stuff on um youtube yeah i have to check this matter out of fact uh, so, so we're still talking about have we even got to that yet or no was that, that was that the year before or is that current when you said um nat gave skills to tape that was the year before that was 91 yeah 93 mm -hmm. So you'll see, matter of fact, you could you could go look up Shaquan Lewis mm -hmm. and you'll see Nat and 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 uh Mad Skills battle. Okay. Cause you said you'll see most deaths first round mm -hmm. and you're gonna be like, God damn. Soon as he did his, I go after him and sit him down. So you know how dope I was if I right. sat him down. Cause you're gonna hear already... what he said. Yeah. <laughs> and he said some dope stuff, but I wasn't I ain't, I ain't Can you tell the whole story behind that that video as well? So the video, right? <laughs> Skills always felt like... we said it was a stalemate. I mean, not a stalemate. It was a draw, so they kind of both won, right? Yeah. So um, 91. We're back in 91. Yeah, we're rewinding. New music seminar. So uh, Skills and Nat battle, and everybody knew Super Nat was about to get a deal after that. Right. We didn't know if Skills was going to get a deal after that. So what happens is they declare it a draw. They go like two extra rounds, Puffy and uh, uh, Baby Girl from Atlantic and uh, another judge. Pebbles? Uh-uh, no. the other one. S Sylvia or, oh, what's her damn name? I can't remember her name. I, she used to call me all the time. What do you think? You coming down here? All this, you know, I ain't never. So, Sylvia wrong? I can't remember. She's from Atlantic. So the fifth the fifth battle goes, after the fifth battle goes, um, they're like, it's a draw. It's a draw. Dr. Dre and Ella was like, can we have a draw? Can we send this? So they give Nat the um, demo deal, mm -hmm. and they give uh, uh, skills like something with you Puffy. You said the, publish the publishing. Publishing, yeah, something with Puffy. So Puff, 
skills goes with puff does his thing now skills the whole time and this is what happens because after the battle they call me they like yo you dope you coming over here to rockets we about to start a record company called rockets mm -hmm. i'm like yeah 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 so me and most deaf would call each other and we would write rhymes together and skills like tell me like yo he he thinks a lot of you man i was like that's my brother but my crew we're rough right, right. so sometimes we'll call you and tell you you're trash it don't matter if he says I'm done. So I, he calls me. He's spitting a joint. He's spitting a, um, one of the joints off a of Black Star line. Right. And I'm like, that's trash, man. What you mean, Africa? I start messing with him. I'm like, you trying to say the kids with flies on their face and stuff. I'm messing with him. Amazing. Just getting in his head. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, yo, you, don't, you ain't feeling that one? It's trash. I was like, yo, I'm going to call you in a few. <laughs> so so Skills called me, he like, yo, you heard most deaf? I said, I think my man was there too. I'm like, watch this. I was like, yeah, man, I heard that. Man, that's whack, man. You trying to pair me with him, yo? That's what you trying to do, B? He like, yeah, yeah, you all the go-go. I was like, yeah, I mean, we could do something together and all that. You know what I'm saying? He was rapping about he was rapping about some kids with some flies on it. You know what I'm saying? He was trying, you know. <laughs> I was messing with him. Yeah. And so they, and then we get on the phone. I'm like, I'm just messing with you, bro. Because we do that. My crew, we have fun. Just fuck around with each other. He took it to heart. <laughs> so, like, so he, he, and my man Talib and him, so he like, man, he don't really like my stuff, man. But I do. Right. I always, I was like, yo, you're dope. Um, and so they, they end up not, you know, signing me. They was trying to get me to sign for a long time. In the meanwhile, I'm over here doing my album, mm -hmm. uh, Loon. It's me, Loon, Nitty, uh, Bugsy, and Frank. And they doing Crime Family, and I'm doing Bump Chill, featuring on Crime Family occasionally. So we do a song or two. And then Frank is making my beats. And so they like, don't sign with Rockets because they not, we not going to get paid. I'm like, you're going to get paid too. Mm -hmm. So I don't sign with Rockets, and then that incident happens. And then I end up uh, uh, having my management team go to sign my deals. Shaquem offered me 300 and some change. Mm -hmm. uh, Def Jam offered me half a mil. I was supposed to be on the um, horror court thing with uh, Poetic and uh, my man Fruquan and them. Um, uh, Puffy offered me a quarter million. PMD offered me a deal. We're at LL Cool J's house. We about to, matter of fact, on my new album, we got the recording from LL Cool J calling us. Mm -hmm. Yo, you crying fam, cash, you're coming down or what? And we go, you know. So they're offering deals. I sent my team in. Instead of them negotiating my deal, which right. is what I told them to do, they go down there and say, well, if you're not going to sign all the rest of the people on our label... Chill is going to be a million dollars. Nobody was getting a million dollars at that time. Right. They just offered me. So they're me trying to kind of bogart their way yeah, in. Yeah, I'm like stupid. And I told them, I said, look, do not go down there and try to negotiate another deal for anybody. I said, you go down there, you get my deal, and then we will pick mm -hmm. from this group who should come out of that group after we get in the mix. Shit, by this time, you're starting to meet a bunch of people, too, huh? They done you said you're up. running with fucking... We, shit, we was running with everybody. We, um, like, uh, the second time I went down there, before we went down there, me and Spellbinder had uh, battled... Uh, this is a classic story. Yeah, Clef and uh, Spider from the Fugees on the side of the Ogden Theater. So Latifah brings them down. Latifah like, hey, chill. I'm like, hey. Because she remembered me from the flavor unit office. She like, right. you need to sign him. So we um we go down there. You can ask Spellbinder when he come in. <laughs> he'll, he'll tell it better. But, um, you know, we just trying. I'm just trying to give him my demo. Like, yo, Cliff hops off the bus. Yeah, who won the battle? What's up? What's it? They like, oh, chill. So they start pointing me out. I'm like, right. It's like, yo, all right. He like, yo, spit your bars. I'm like, you spit your bars. You bad. You challenging. Then you the visitor. So he <laughs> he spit his bars. They like, ooh. I spit my bars. <laughs> Ow. Oh. Oh. They go nuts. He going nuts. He 
So it go from battle to, yeah, we we just ciphering. We just <laughs> <laughs> so now we ciphering. So me, him, Lauren, and Prize and Spider, and then Spellbinder battle Spider. Mm-hmm. And Spellbinder get Spellbinder, the crowd. Yeah, Spellbinder yeah. sick, bro. Spellbinder get the split in that joint. <laughs> Spider had a nice flow, but Binder got the flow. Plus he got that. He got the dance hall, but he also has the roots and culture. Mm-hmm. And when he got into that roots and culture, it was over. It was a rap rap. Like, you you just a dance hall dude. Like you say, you know who kind of, like, Lauren Hill has that kind of flavor style the same way. When she gets on that Apollo appearance yeah. and she starts freestyling, it's fucking off the hook. Because she's melodic, but she's an MC. Mm-hmm. She can sing and she can MC, and, and she not whack. And she write her own joints. And she she's lyrical. So it's it's just the combination of two, and she got a look. Mm-hmm. So you want to hit it? She's coming next week. Listen to her. What's up, Lauren? You know, <laughs> she might come next week. She's she scheduled be, to come next you, week. You be, come on down, girl. Where's well, she? Where's she going to be at? Too, I seen. I want to say probably where the Nuggets play. I don't want to. I'm gonna call it the Pepsi Center, but I know it's like Ball Arena or yeah, where the Nuggets Ball probably. Arena. I think it's, I think it's something big like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so yeah, we might. I might shoot down there, but. That happens. Oh, go ahead. My bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. That happens. And then, uh, you know, they're down at the second World Supremacy cheering for me. They're like, oh, you win it? Oh, it's a wrap. When they see you there, they're kind of like, kind of like almost co-signed you? Pretty much. It was them and KRS-One. So that was the first time I met KRS before he came down here. Uh Uh, We sit down with Jeff Campbell, my man Jeff, um, and we're... We're scheming before he creates the Temple of Hip Hop, and then I remember he did um he did a song with them right mm-hmm, because he created the Temple of Hip Hop. It was <laughs> me and him brainstorming. It's like do the Temple of Hip Hop that makes sense, and then put the five elements in it. He like yeah, Karis One's coming down here. I said and tell him to spearhead it, <laughs> and, he, and basically. Now it's Karis One Temple of Hip Hop. Is that when they kind of had? Didn't they kind of have a conference out here? Yeah, or two, like a, a like you said, like a, almost a Jack the Rapper type of thing. Shout out to Jeff Campbell. Shout that's, out. That's your baby. Look. I, didn't, I didn't know that was connected. <laughs> yeah, that's tight. And we we sat down in the apartment. We said we chopped it up, and that's what we came up with. And he spearheaded it and ran with it. And that's and then Chris came down. We chopped it up with him, and uh, the rest is history. I was they they was in the mix and then he really like KRS took that thing and ran YouTube with it and went crazy with it for sure. But Jeff now, Campbell, now that I think about it, now that I think about it, you're you're a hundred million percent right. Every Friday he's on. This is what I think about the soul and how hip hop correlates. <laughs> Listen to your teacher KRS one right. So, um, what do now, you think of KRS one? Uh, one of the dopest. Definitely one of the, one dopest. the dopest MCs. Um. Is he a little too arrogant at times? Or, or I yes. guess we all are. Oh, absolutely. He's 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 a ballsy MC. He's you know, and the funny thing, you'll catch me on uh you remember the hieroglyphs? Mm-hmm. So you remember casual? So me and casual, casual is on a show called Smash Rockwell. Okay. We talk about ancient Egypt and its connection to African culture, right? So I pop up on there often with him, but uh, Karis One's brother runs a podcast, and he was telling how him and the, how the hieroglyphs and Chris had got into it for a second. Right. <laughs> so I say, I say, Kenny, Kenny Parker, uh, I say, Kenny, I'm gonna tell Casual about the podcast so you guys can connect and you know kind of work some stuff out. So I tell Kaz, Kaz turns around and does a show and tells the full story, uh, and it matches Kenny's stuff. And then they get together and start to, you know. So it's it's just a funny situation in hip-hop right there. And, and that shows Karis One's uh, high standard, if you will. Right. <laughs> He's got the right to do that. Like him and... Uh, like oh, I, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I couldn't tell L.A. a cowboy, you know, what I feel. You guys started the game. You just, know what I'm saying? Just like we were talking about earlier, I think some of these, you know... Some of them recognize it, some of them don't. You know what I mean? Sadat. You was talking about Sadat? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel Sadat doesn't really recognize how important he is or he was or iconic even in the fucking rap game, bro. Like, 
He's fucking up there, like everywhere on the fucking smashes. There's no one, there might not even be a person that has as many fucking underground smashes. Like, if you think about it, you know, they know wild style, you know. I'm a wild cowboy, got a lot of style, boy. Shout out to um Earl. Shout out to Rico from the from the gang, the Cowboys. Um, shout out to everybody that was in Sam Gore Barbershop, 145th and St. Nicholas, and 144th uh, Charmaine Gardens in the project next door, Panama, Marlin, everybody over there. Wawa, um, Prince Lai, Jace, Jay, Kick of the Week, Jason. Yeah, you all see, that. that's an iconic place, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that place is famous for a couple reasons. Um, Rich Porter, Alpo. Uh, Pretty Tone, Wop, shout out to Pretty Tone, shout out to Jay Nitty, Mike Boogie, Baby Thad, shout out to Gangsta Lou and Mike Boogie, of course. Um, that's Mob Style and AZ and rest in peace, your brother Chop. Chop was my man. Um, Mob Style was, get, and f- there were other partners that was get other people who would get money in Harlem, but they made it really, really fun to get money. So. Just, uh, you know, I had to give props to Gangsta Lou because without just being able to maneuver through Harlem, just to walk up streets without any trouble, you have to know certain names. Right, for sure. Big up to Nitty, Jay Nitty, because without Nitty, Dark Skin Jermaine, without you, I can't walk through the streets. I can't. Your cousin Dave, rest your soul, Dave. I couldn't go through Polo Grounds. I couldn't. You know, there's certain places you just couldn't maneuver back then. You can go through there now. Right. <laughs> Except for polo grounds. Don't go to polo grounds. Don't play yourself. Don't um, get fucked up. <laughs> Still uh, rules. Even Loom for espionage building. You know, even though you acting kind of you act kind of funny right now, Loom. I don't know what for, but whatever, fam. And we're talking earlier yeah. Loom from the Bad Boy, right? Yeah, Loom. So, um... That whole click up. Oh, what was I? What was I We're just talking saying? about the um, the barbershop, Sam Gore. Yeah, Sam Gore barbershop embodies so many different entities. Um, you have Wayne Gore, who you see in the Tony Braxton video, who's Sam Gore's son. He's in the video with my partner Jinx. These are just barbers. Right. You have Lenny, who used to cut Nas's hair. Um, my man Mike, who used to cut uh, AZ's hair. Right. Uh, rest, your, rest your soul, Gerald, my man Gerald Stone. Gerald and Jeff Stone are why I could walk through Harlem in the first place. Right. Um, they used to cut. Gerald is Heavy D's cousin. So I, I said a, a a line one time, right? Shout out to my man Bub from today, too. I said, uh, something, something, young boy. I make you fall off just like Trouble T-Roy, right? Trouble T-Roy used to dance for Heavy D. Right, for sure. He fell off the bridge, dancing on the bridge. I come out there. <laughs> it's my second visit. Mm-hmm. And so Gerald's like, oh, yo, you, you have to talk to my cousin, chill. I said, okay, bet. He's like, he in the car. He He's a little upset over the Trouble T-Roy line. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, bet. So I get in the car. It's heavy D. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So... You know, Did he think you were talking shit? Yeah, because he's like, yo, that's my man. He just died. Yeah. And you over here with my cousin? Did work? But I didn't know. I right. wrote the rhyme way back. But when I said it in the barbershop, it had so many punchlines. They remembered that one. <laughs> so somebody went around saying that. Right line. away. I'm like, ah. Oh. So we hop, we hop in the car. And I, I you know, I'm not going. I, now, I, I respectfully said what I said, but. When he first, he like, yo, you meant that personally? I was like, nah, I ain't even know T-Roy like that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know you were Gerald's cousin, you know? But yeah, I said the punchline. We ain't running from that. You heard it. Mm-hmm. He like, yo, little dude, you got gumption. I'm like, well, I appreciate that because you one of my favorite MCs anyway. So you- <laughs> no, for sure, for sure, for sure. So- I, you know, I apologized. I was like, yeah, because I know that's your man. I know how you feel. I, I, I say punches like that, and you know, I get it. I, you know, pardon self. So we we squash that. He introduces me to Redhead Kingpin because they cousins, right? And he introduces me to Bob and them from today. So we go over there. We do me and Bob actually. 
I think we have a track in Frank's house. Right. If I'm not, I got to go check. We got some tracks, though. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to take a break, bathroom break, and we're going to come right back. Man, <laughs> telling you, hip-hop knowledge right here. This cat knows so much. I don't know why you don't write a book. It's coming. It's All right. coming. It's coming. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back.